Steve's and people is the show where we talk to the people that we know. And in this episode, Vienna, Vienna's in the show. In this episode, Vienna. Welcome everybody again to the Steve's and People podcast. My name is Vitor, and I'm Tanya. And today we have here. The one and only, the famous Vienna. <laughs> <laughs> Hi, everyone. How are you doing Hi, today? Hi, Stevenson. I'm doing great. I'm really pumped to be here. I'd be lying if I said that I wasn't a little nervous. Um, haven't really done this before, but yeah, I think it's going to be fun. I'm excited. I'm excited too. Yeah. <laughs> and it's, I think a little bit of nervousness is always good. Yeah. It gets us like Gets focused. us pumped. Gets us pumped. <laughs> Cool. Um, so for the people at home who don't know you, do you want to just tell us like a little bit about who you are? Oh, sure. Um, so I've been a Steve's tonight now for um, almost 22 years. Um, and I lived in different parts of Canada prior to that. Um, um, I came to Steveston because um, I made a baby with a Japanese Canadian from Steveston. <laughs> <laughs> And so um, I, um, I was living in Quebec City at the time, um, but uh, I flew down when our son was two weeks old, and um, the rest is history. Um, yeah. Okay, so you moved here because there was somebody living here already who you knew. Yeah, that's you... right, exactly. So um, my son's dad was living here, and... Um, um, now, before that, as I said, I lived in Quebec City. Before that, I grew up in Prince Rupert. And um, originally, I'm Polish, hence the accent. Right. And how long did you live there before coming to Canada? Uh, ten years. So I was ten when I came to Canada. Oh, wow. Did you live with your family? Yeah. Yeah. Okay. My parents and my sister. Nice. And, well, we always love talking about Stevenson because that's what the podcast <laughs> is about. But... Um, <laughs> After you moved here, what was your experience like? What did you think of Stevenson when you first oh, got I here? Oh, I loved it. I've always loved it because, um, see, it's like a nicer Prince Rupert. <laughs> I grew up in Prince Rupert. I have a lot of affection for the town, but it is extremely rainy. It's where people are sent when they have allergies to the sun. <laughs> um, and, um, and so when I came to um, Steveston, I was actually seeing some of the fishermen that I used to see up and, you know, walk the streets of Rupert. Um, and it feels like a small town, but it's so close to the big city that it's, it's just the best of both worlds. Hmm. Yeah. Yeah, that, that seems to be a very common theme amongst the people we talk to who love Steveston. One of the, the distinct features is that it People say it feels like a small town, but it's really close. It's in the city and they can get anywhere that they want to. But within this area, you kind of see the same people and it's it's kind of quiet. And yeah, it seems yeah. to be very mm -hmm. distinct. Yeah, it's I think that exactly how you put it, like best of both worlds. I'm pretty sure we like heard that same description before where it's like uh -huh. it is <laughs> this kind of like weird little place. And by weird, I mean like really cool little place where you get the conveniences of you know a city but also the vibe of a small town the vibe the friendliness right yeah. the small town feel and and yet we are like close to you know the uh, YVR and so mm -hmm. that's uh, that's really convenient as well 
No, I've I've loved it, and my um, both of my parents have moved here since uh, I I came to live in Steveston. Right. Yeah. And in your day to day life, do you usually just spend your time around this area? What does that look like? Yeah. So I've been um, I've run a um, a translation company for the last twenty. Uh, 21 years so I've spent a lot of time at my home in Steveston <laughs> working online day in day out <laughs> yeah and I and then when I go to uh, to get groceries or when I run out for a coffee in the morning it's it's like 95 percent of the time it's within Steveston for sure I love to support the local economy and Christmas come Christmas time I don't shop at the mall I go to the local stores that are so lovely and I want them to be there, you know. Mm -hmm. Would you mind just telling us, like, what are some of your favorite shops around? Yes, of course, definitely. Nikaido. I love Nikaido so much. I love Monkey Tree. Um, I love, uh, there's a clothing store that I really love too that's like full of really colorful clothes, but I can't remember the name of it. It's on the, it's, um, on Moncton, it's right next to Rec- Roccanini now. Oh, stepping out. Yeah, stepping mm-hmm. out. Yeah, that's right. Um, and also, my favorite coffee shop in the world is Steveston Coffee. I think yeah. we can all agree with that. This is a Steveston <laughs> Coffee right oh, here. Oh, I'm going there right after this. This is then I'm going to celebrate with a cup of coffee. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, I think that that's the, the right thing to do. <laughs> cool. So you talked about you have a company that you've been running for 20 years and you've worked from home even before the pandemic eh? oh yes yeah wow how do you find that working from home uh well it had a lot of benefits i was um, able to um, raise my son without ever having to hire a babysitter um and um i've enjoyed it but it's been a little bit boring as well like not being able to have that social part where you can tell somebody about what you did on the weekend or, you know, have a coffee break and just, you know, just joke around or what have you. And so I, I um, am also a volunteer. I've been volunteering um, in, in, in Richmond, cooking for the homeless people for a few years on Fridays. Um, and then the art, um, since I got into... Um, uh, painting and teaching, um, that's also a great opportunity to um, socialize and yeah, improve my, um, get myself out there again. <laughs> yeah, I think art has this really great way of pulling together different people, different people from different walks of life or experience into this same space where it's people can connect over and it's a really great way to make new friends and especially for for people who might be a little shy I think as well really kind of brings people to life I think it is yeah Yeah. it is anytime I travel anywhere I go if I meet another artist that we always have something in common to talk about Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. yeah this idea of creativity is something that we've talked about too on the podcast before and that we find really fascinating you know like, what is it about creativity that connects people in this way? But before we get into that stuff, I actually wanted to talk a little more about your beginnings in art. Because oh, yeah. you are a really fantastic artist, but we don't know how that got started. So do you mind just telling us a little oh, bit about thank that? Thank you. Thank you for the compliment, Vitor. Um, I, um, 
I got started because of my son. So he was a little Dennis the Menace at two years old, and I really needed to get out of the house. I um I also suffered from chronic anxiety for many years, and so um the um the the early childhood years um, raising him were really really tough on my psyche. And I signed up for an art class with the um, um, Richmond Library. They, they were offering um, um, uh, an art class, an acrylics class, and that's how I started. Yeah, 20, uh, that was 19 years ago or so, yeah. 19, was, okay, yeah. wow. Hmm. With the, the, the chronic an- anxiety, would you mind just explaining a little bit of what you were experiencing? Uh, so we kind of understand what that means. Oh yeah, yeah. That's um, um, well. I at some point when I was twenty, um, I started and I had been normal up until then, and so far as normal goes. But um, at twenty, I started developing um, this these sensations that I couldn't breathe. So almost like many panic attacks. Um, and I really didn't know what was going on for me. And I started consulting um, counselors. Um, um, and, and you know, that uh, whenever I got a little stressed out, um, those sensations of discomfort and not being able to breathe and of suffocation were present. And then what happened is that what happens with anxiety is that it becomes a vicious circle because you are so afraid of the anxiety that it breeds the fear. And so, you know, I would wake up in the morning and as soon as I would open my eyes, I would remember, oh my God, I'm going to have anxiety today. And right away I would get anxious. And so it's the feeling of fear going with through your day with fear and discomfort and um, it's really tough. Yeah, mm. really tough times. Wow, that does sound mm. really difficult. And that started at age 20, you said? Yeah, at 20, yeah. And yeah. up until then, nothing no, like that ever? No, I had never had anything like that, no, mm. no. Wow, and you said that that has a connection to why you started doing art. Yeah, yeah, definitely. So, um, well, I think I didn't know that art was going to be therapeutic for me until I tried it, so... During that first class that I attended uh, at Minoru, um, I realized that I don't have anxiety while I'm doing this. I'm like, man, I'm not, uh, my brain is in a different space. Um, And so once I discovered that I knew that was going to be one of the tools um, to help myself alleviate uh, or just get respite, basically just get respite because um, it didn't mean that I didn't have anxiety outside of the time of painting. But I knew that if I sat down and I put pencil to paper or paintbrush to canvas, I was going to be peaceful. Wow. Yeah. So it was enough of a break that it kind of gave you hope in that sense. Oh, exactly. That's bang on. Yeah. Yeah. That was the hope was so important. It wasn't Mm -hmm. just hope, but it was like, was proven to work. Right. Yeah. Yeah, no, definitely. Like if you're in a situation where you can't see out and then you get like a moment of peace, it's like that can help so much. Totally. Yeah. yeah. And you said that was um, like a library thing that you were participating in? Uh, you know what? Actually, it was organized by the city of Richmond, like, you know, at the community center at Minoru. Oh. And so it was there was there's there was a room right next to the library 
uh, enrichment um, main library that uh, where they uh, set up the the uh, the teacher was uh, giving us a class. Yeah. Oh, well, that's so cool that it was organized by the city and that it helped you like that. It's really yeah. awesome. Yeah. Yeah. Okay. So, but since you've taken that to a whole new level, <laughs> right? Yes. Yes. So, so you start uh, doing it at age twenty, roughly. Or uh, no, sorry. No, you got the anxiety at age twenty. And then you had yeah. your son. You had your son. And then yeah. Okay. And so I started painting around uh, thirty. Thirty. Yeah, twenty-nine, thirty. Hmm. And I would go some years without painting a whole lot and busy with other things and just really not finding the time to sit down um, and paint. But um, then about maybe nine, eight, nine years ago, I I really have been more prolific. And there are weeks where I paint every single day. Um, there are days where I paint for 13, 14 hours and I forget to eat because I am in a flow. Right. <laughs> yeah. I feel like I've experienced that too with music. Oh, like, is that right? Yeah. When oh. I'm like really into it, especially like like right now because of university, I haven't been able to just dedicate that much time to it. But when I took my gap year, like a year and a half, two years ago, uh-huh. man, yeah, like there'll be days where I was like, I had nothing that day. So I just sat down and I started playing something. And if I got like a little bit of a, you know, song that I was like enjoying playing, like that would last me the whole day, and I could like couldn't I couldn't care about the time. Um, yeah, it has wow. a funny way of taking mm. you like that. It's uh, you're lucky to have that experience, to have a source of that experience. Mm-hmm. Like some people do meditation, I guess, to reach that flow. What about you? Do you have an activity that gives you a sense of flow? Yeah, I I play music as well, so I play drums, piano, Ooh. and guitar. Um, yeah, and uh, a few years ago, I started sewing, um, upcycling a lot of things. Um, and there'd be times where I'd spend like hours working on a project. And it's like, oh, yeah, I'm like super hungry right now. And I didn't realize <laughs> it. Um, yeah, so I do that. Um, and another thing, actually, the other day, uh, the kids and I were in a flow. We were building lego and we're making a little christmas village and we were spending a lot of time just right right here building and coming up with with different things and and then we uh, yeah after a while my husband got up he's like i gotta go eat (laughs) and then we all were like really cranky because it was like we didn't realize it was like a few hours and it was way past dinner time and it was time to eat so we're definitely in the flow oh that's (laughs) nice though yeah then to have that as a family like in a with your kids Mm -hmm. that's pretty awesome yeah i had i remember my son calling down some days mom what's for dinner today and i'd be like oh it's i'm like oh my god it's 7 p.m and i haven't even started anything and I love to cook too. So normally my dinners take like an hour at least to make. I'm like, oh no, I've been painting all day. I forgot. <laughs> <laughs> Actually, now that I know that you like cooking, I have a question for you about that. Since you're an artist. Oh, sure. I went to culinary school Ooh. for like a, like a year because I thought I wanted to be a chef okay. right, for a little bit. Um, I didn't follow through with that. <laughs> but I had like a debate with an art teacher of mine. Because he said that cooking wasn't an art. And I was insisting that it was. Right? And he was like, well, it do- it's artistic for sure, but it's not an art. And I was like, okay. what?" 
as an artist who also likes cooking, what do you think about that? Um, well, there's always a debate about what is art. Art is such a construct. It's so complex as, you know, for some people, like, you know, what is love? Um, what is art? So in my opinion, um, cooking can be raised to an art indeed. It, you can be creative and there can be so many layers in, in the presentation of food and, um, and the um, mixing of ingredients or media, in other words, let's say. I'm just coming. I actually never thought about this before, but that's a... Yeah, I think definitely it, there's validity to calling it an, an, an art. art. Yeah. Mm. Yeah, I guess it just depends on how you classify art itself. It's like, do you have... Because with cooking, there are limitations in a way that music... I guess music also has limitations. Like there are scales and there are like tempos that you have to follow, things like that. So I don't know. Um, yeah, it's maybe not... I, I don't know if art necessarily needs to be defined by something that doesn't have limitations. Hmm. Um, it's not art when I make a spaghetti and meatballs, I don't think. <laughs> I think when I put a like a really like a homemade, you know... Um, time-tested recipe that I just follow by from an Italian grandma's cookbook. I don't think I'm creating art, but if I create some fusion dish and then I present it really intricately mm. and in a way that's like some of these like, you know, hoity-toity places. Mm -hmm. It's a big plate and little portion, you know, and but the presentation is... Well, I think also feeling comes into... Mm. something that's art right, right um yeah. why are we putting this on a plate why are we cooking it this way was there a story behind it what kind of as an artist what kind of feeling do you want to evoke from from this and that could be through food it could be through music that could be totally through anything right writing um so maybe that's one of the factors right yeah yeah, yeah. no definitely that's such an important element right so Vienna, I'm actually really interested in knowing what sort of influences you had in your own art. The, the things that you paint are really impressive, but have there been artists who shaped the way that you approach painting? Um, absolutely. Um, and, um, you know, these are not um, artists who have long uh, died long ago and whose paintings are sold at auctions for... Um, uh, ridiculous amounts. Um, I've been very much influenced by some local artists, um, including um, an artist, a Taiwanese artist, Leo Su, with whom I studied for several years. He was my um, um, he was my mentor for many years. Um, I call him my encyclopedia of art. He knows so many things about so many different media, and uh, he's an excellent, excellent. Um, painter, um, sculptor, geez, he does everything. Um, and also some other contemporary artists that I've really admired. And again, local, local people um, or from the lower mainland, you know, or Vancouver Island. Um, I love the work of uh, Jody Blaney. Um, I'm a little biased. She's one of my really, really good friends. <laughs> <laughs> but I genuinely love her work. Um, she uses a lot of bold colors and imitates um, Emily Carr's style, actually. 
And then there's Brian Simmons or Simons. I actually never met him in person, but I own a piece of his work. And he lives in Victoria. Um, and he, his paintings always tell a story um, in a sort of semi-abstract or impressionistic uh, way that doesn't give, it doesn't, he's not trying to make th things look realistic at all, but you can always tell what the story is. And again, lots of bold colors and um, quick lines. Um, <clears throat> Perry Haddock, another local artist, amazing coloring. Um, he does a lot of landscapes. Um, a gentleman who's passed away recently, um, Larry Tiller. Um, lots of color again and lots of feeling in the paintings. Uh, but I guess color is what you probably hear me what you hear resounding here right now <laughs> as I talk. <laughs> so I'm curious as to what your home looks like now. <laughs> oh my, well, that's very interesting. Okay, my walls are green and purple and, <laughs> and salmon color. And um, it's only my son's room that's, uh, that's a gray color because he doesn't like all that color. <laughs> so being in this white, all white room, how do how do you feel uh well you have a little bit of like blue chairs going on there and you've got some interesting art that i noticed so i i don't go into a space criticizing it i mean <laughs> no i i i i accept that you're you know, okay i'm okay you're, you're here. okay I'm here you guys are okay. awesome great <laughs> you talked about having like a story when you see the painting is that something that you try to incorporate in your own art sometimes sometimes but not always um yeah i think for me it's um it's like how do i depict this object with um colors that i that i'm going to be excited about yeah i love uh i love playing with color it's play for me it's literally like being a little kid and playing hmm. yeah yeah that's something you brought up before too like the feeling of childhood yes you expanding on that yeah, I just feel like, uh, like you know, sometimes when I'm in front of my canvas working, I just like, I do a little turn, like a quick turn or something, or like a ballerina dance, because I feel so light and joyful, and f I feel like a little kid um, that's, um, you know, just, I don't know, wants something, or just, it. it's just such a strong ping of joy inside me and um yeah and 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 I love to I, I would I, I've been in art classes where students have been really stressed out they are tense and I'm like man like I can see why they're tense I can see what the teaching is like that makes it so that it creates a sense that you have to make something look like something else in order to feel satisfied that there isn't this freedom to to just play and explore um and so that's sort of one of the reasons that I I really want to in, engage in teaching more um to um to give people the experience that I have just of joy and fun and peace and yeah. All right, so we are on to our drawing segment. Vienna, why don't you explain to us what we're doing? 
Oh yes, absolutely. So uh, we're gonna um, draw a portrait here this morning and um, using a technique called blind drawing. There are two rules to this exercise. One is that once you plant your pencil to your paper, you do not lift it for the entire duration of the exercise. Mm -hmm. The other rule is that you are not to look down on your paper as you draw. Okay. <laughs> so are you going to get an accurate... Eyes up here. <laughs> <laughs> so yeah, you're going to basically be doing like a staring game, except your, for hand, two minutes. your hand is going to be moving um, as you just try to create an outline of each other's faces and possibly some like of the features details, um, details. Mm -hmm. yeah okay. possibly some of the features so let's say with vitor <laughs> i would make sure i get his glasses in because it's like a feature of his yeah right it's part of his mm -hmm. character wow. part of his look yeah try so to get everything <laughs> try to get everything <laughs> yeah. so this is it just loosen up this is this okay. nobody's gonna judge you on the accuracy and you better not be offended by each other's <laughs> oh, depictions yeah. of <laughs> i think we've offended each other so much that we're like we're good it's okay. fine we're like family we just okay, yeah we good. just hurl okay, insults well, then offend at away. each other <laughs> freely um i'll make this so mean okay so you yeah so you do the timer and do you want to film us too from your angle just kind of you can just do that if you want sure i yeah. can do that yeah you want me yeah, to use yeah. my phone or no, no you're, you're okay fine. okay <laughs> so we can guys yeah. Please don't let this affect the way that you view me as an artist. I don't okay. usually do this. <laughs> okay, are we ready? <laughs> all right. We're all learners here. Yeah. 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 Except for her. She's a it's play, right? Take like a deep play. breath and just play. <laughs> like, <kidding>. really. <clears throat> okay. Let loose. Go. Oh, we're going? Yes. <laughs> I already forgot everything. Oh no, I lifted my pencil like for one Oh, me too. Okay. Second. Okay, let's just continue. We got a freebie. It's a freebie. Wow, you're doing good, Vito. I forgot where the face is. <laughs> we'll just keep on going. Even if you get some features right, that's all good. It's all good. All right. Well, that, well, that's good. Okay. Oh, I lifted, my, so I lifted my pencil to do later. <laughs> Uh, uh, <laughs> how much more time do we have? Uh, we probably have more time. Okay, I'm going to continue. I can't I'm do this anymore. I'm going to continue going. I can't. This is too difficult. Take another, take another line. Just Keep moving your pencil. Like, stop hyperventilating. I can't. <laughs> this is too difficult. Go to another part of paper and start again if you want. Okay. Oh, I'm perfect. Now I'm adding. I'm now I'm like, oh, he's uh he's drawing. So. Oh yeah! Wow, you are like you are. Born How are you good at this, man? Tanya, Tanya, this is not okay. Because like, oh, I'm into to art. <laughs> okay, I'll do a third one. This is so bad. I'm a prodigy. Okay. I, I I'm getting I'm gonna get happening. discovered. So Vito, you are doing some Picasso Today. work over here. I kid you not. <laughs> you some cubism. When you look down, you're gonna see Picasso. I bet you that's the way he created his paintings. <laughs> I don't know what I'm doing. Yeah, this is awesome. Okay, now I don't know what I'm doing now. All right. Ah. <laughs> Dude. This is so good. Wow. Oh, my God. Now look at... This is so bad. 
Oh, dude, okay. <laughs> Tell me that's not Picasso right here. <laughs> Tell me it's not. Tell me that's not Picasso. <laughs> Is that, am I, am I wrong? That's a million dollars right there. That's, wow. Dude, million that's, dollar painting. Wow. I'll just sign it I'm going to sign it. We'll just go. This is Bye. cool. I, you. Oh, I didn't wet the paper. Oh, that's right. You can wet can it now. Can I wet now. it now? Okay. And wow. You smear it and, and you can also like apply, you can wet it more, just okay. wet more. And then you can take some more of those crayons, mm. different colors, and you can smudge or. This is a little scary, I'll be like honest. <laughs> like I'm scared of this one. Tanya, you terrify me on this one. <laughs> this we have. This one What's actually. On I feel like I've seen this before. It's you've seen yeah, it. In Picasso. Yeah. It, wait, hold up. Let me Google this. No, wait, hold up. Yeah. Uh. uh, 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 uh. That's very interesting. I mean, I literally wonder if if his ideas. Oh, it looks like that. Yeah. It's John Lennon. Oh, I see. Okay, I see. But I, I did not intend that. But it kind of yeah. looks a little similar. <laughs> um, <laughs> I wonder if actually Picasso's famous painting started out with this kind of exercise. Maybe. Let's take a look at Picasso's Yeah, work. Picasso's paintings. Wow. Maybe I'm just Picasso, guys. <laughs> yeah, yeah you're Picasso. You're, you're related to... Yeah. I don't think I could make this if this I intended to. Actually <laughs> it was just a, a mistake. <laughs> yeah, but that isn't it cool what happens from mistakes, and that's the kind of art class that I'll be teaching. Wow. Just sort of like playing, playing and around. seeing what comes of it, you know? I'm actually quite impressed because I feel like I could add to this now and make it actually something I'm, interesting. I'm surprised that I produced this. Yeah. You, you know what? I was really surprised at how well you got. You had a good sense of spatial awareness. Yeah, like from here to there. Yes. Oh, me yes. too. Look at that. The face is in the right place. <laughs> What's that thing around? Yeah. These are all you. This is, is you. That? This is you, and this is you. Oh, so you did it like you, did you three drew me one. three times. Yeah. Yeah. Three this is one. gonna sell for a lot of money one day, guys. Oh yeah. <laughs> three million. Three million. You guys, you're only twenty. You never know where you're gonna like where your life's gonna catapult you to. Yeah, well, that's something that was very intrigued when you were telling your story. Because I feel like at 20, I kind of have a sense of artistically, like, what I can and what I can't do. But for you to find, like, a whole new side of your, you know, artistic exploration at age 30-ish, I think is what you said. Just from trying. Yeah. yeah. Uh -huh. you just that's it. really awesome. What do you mean that at the, your age, you just, you already know <laughs> what, you, what you can right. or what cannot do? Well, so I never thought... Oh, wait, are we, like, recording right now? I'm like, recording we just right make now. Sure? Yeah. No, we're, we're taping. Well, I never thought of myself as an artistic person at all. My sister was the artistic person. I was a science kid growing up, so I never experimented with any of that stuff. Uh -huh. And then I decided that I wanted to try music out. Uh -huh. um, actually, this happened because my sister picked up the guitar, and she started playing. And I've always wanted to play the guitar. So I looked at that, and I was like, that's ridiculous. She can just, like, pick up something randomly. That's, like... I need to be able to do that too. So it was a little bit out of spite when I first picked up the guitar. And then I learned that I could just learn things. And then ever since then, it's just been like me trying to learn new skills, having fun, really. Like, if it's not fun, I'm not going to do it. Yeah. Right? Yeah. So that's why, like, I can't read music um, because to me, that was like too much of a burden. And I know it could be beneficial one day, mm -hmm. but 
so far I haven't gotten around to doing that. Aha, uh-huh, aha, uh-huh, I see. Yeah. yeah. But that's the thing. I've found that I can kind of do music, but I've never done anything visually. Like I, uh-huh, I don't think uh-huh. something Okay, I see. Yeah. Okay. But musically you don't you don't see a like a ceiling or anything in your life. I mean there's so much to explore still, right? right. You have so much time. Yeah. Well, I don't know. I mean, I never gravitate towards like the more technically proficient stuff. I always go for the more abstract too. Uh-huh. But I don't know if that's because. Yeah. I... <laughs> 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 well, but I don't know if that's just because I lack like the, the knowledge, and I could explore that uh-huh. too eventually. But so far, like I find mm-hmm. it so much fun to just not. But did you know that 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 is like being able to do the abstract stuff is actually unique. Because um, some people can't, and they can do real super realistic stuff, yes. but they can't if they they, they can't do something mm-hmm. abstract, or they can't just pick up um, an instrument or sit at a piano and start mm-hmm. playing something right. um, without like a sheet of music or something. That person can be incredibly skilled. Not be you might not be able to do what they do, but yeah. it's like kind of a two way two different thing. skills. Yeah. Hmm. absolutely so you're you're sounds like you're super intuitive in that in that way like right just kind of following what you feel Mm -hmm. yeah well it's just i i find that it's like art is not something that i need to do right like as far as um like if i don't do it nothing horrible is gonna happen right it's not like schoolwork right Mm -hmm. um so when i'm doing it like i I make sure that i like it because Mm. there's like no pressure yeah it's like there's there's no nobody making me do this at all right um Mm -hmm. so it's just like when i'm doing it i found that sometimes if i do stick to structure and there are things that i've learned that really like help has helped me a lot right like i i do know some amount of like music the technique yeah some technique yeah and it helps but at the same time it's like if it's too much it's like it's not even fun and i don't want to do it anymore well that ties into what vienna was saying about playing right yeah yeah Yeah, just playing I attended a, a class um, in Austria earlier this year, like a workshop to learn myself. And this was really the wrong class for me because the, the teacher wanted us to reproduce um, a famous painting like dot for dot. I mm-hmm. mean, it was just like super realistic and it's not my style. It was too, um, too constrictive for me. Um, I like to have a lot more freedom. Mm-hmm. Yeah. I think that that's maybe that's when you find peace, right? Like if you have to, if you have a standard to to reach, then it's not super peaceful anymore. Yeah. 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 Not for me. Yeah. Yeah. It's not joyful. Not fun. Yeah. Like you say, not fun. Yeah. And in some subjects, I don't like to paint either. They're not fun for me. Mm-hmm. Like cars, I really have a hard time. I've tried drawing the heck out of cars and I'm like, I don't like painting and doing cars. <laughs> but give me a pet portrait. Give me a, like a dog head and I can make mm-hmm. a beautiful pet portrait any day. Right. You we're know? actually, we're going to ask you about yeah. that. But should we just like take a final look at this that we're having here in front of <laughs> and us? Yeah. And can you give it like a little critique? Oh yeah. yeah. Well, little... Vitor created some uh, three portraits of Tanya actually. So yeah. she got a three for one deal. And although you had a hard time and you were a little bit tense <laughs> during the exercise I sensed, yeah. uh, you created something really cool that may Im- immediately made me think of Picasso, like honest to God. And I hope you post these along with this. 
are, are some images can you post yeah we can post photos these. and yeah. yeah i bet you the audience will agree that um these um the, this um style is is very much reminiscent of um picasso's abstracts whereas tanya produced something that i would say um clearly looks a little bit like vitor um, and she connected her lines really well. You had like an amazing sense of spatial awareness without looking down on paper. You connected the, the whole face almost like just off by a millimeter. Um, now, uh, yeah, impressive. you gave him you. Yeah, you, you made him you, uh, like he's there with his headset on or what, what are the headphones headphones, yeah. headphones on and you're doing something with your hands. You can tell that, you know, Vitor is doing something with his hands and he's he's also uh, sm he's got a smile. Your, your smile is on even if you were maybe stressed out. <laughs> yeah, like the open mouth. Yeah, the open mouth. So. Mm. Um, really cool. I mean, two, like, again, the same instructions, totally two different results, which is amazing. Yeah, no, definitely. Two yeah. So different. Artists. Two emerging <laughs> artists. Watch out. <laughs> yeah, watch out, Steve. <laughs> Next time at the post office. Yeah. So we're actually yeah. going to be selling these for $1,000 each. If you want to buy them, we yeah. can reach out to us. Bidding start starts bid. at 1000 Oh, yeah. They're one of a piece, one of a kind of piece. Kind. <laughs> They're numbered yeah. one out of one. One out of one. Awesome. Well, thank you so much. I think that that's a little bit of a glimpse into your teaching style. That's like, I'm already excited for this because I I mean, I thought that this was rubbish, but she was like, oh no, it's very Picasso-like. So were you, did you feel really like under pressure or what was the feeling like well, for you? The thing is, as soon as I put my pencil down, I thought easy peasy, you know, I know where it two dots connect but then as soon as i started moving i was like oh i don't know at all where the dots connect like i swear i thought that this face was inside of here uh -huh. i thought so yeah <laughs> um but it wasn't at all so i started getting freaked out because i was like I, I don't know how to do this um but yeah but her you know talk afterwards kind of eased me it was kind of nice that the page is really big so that you could like do it that yeah three times yeah 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 <laughs> it's um it's just an exercise designed to help you to become better observers mm -hmm. um, because sometimes people paint what they think they see, but not what they actually see. Yeah. So that's why some, let's say, beginners will do a portrait and they will put the face, the eyes, for example, way higher, like where the forehead is, because somehow we think of a person we don't think about the forehead a whole lot when we talk to others or we think about human faces but like the distance between the top of your head and right where your eyes uh mm, how do you say how do you call this part of the eye or the Ooh, the eye socket the eye socket begins let's say is the same as from the yeah. eye socket to oh, your chin i didn't know that yeah really yes wait <laughs> this and this is the same yeah so you have to that's why the observing what is oh. what's there mm -hmm. and just not questioning it but like yeah interesting this is a yeah. fourth 
<laughs> That's you. I like the abstract one. I like the abstract one better. <laughs> Fine. <laughs> we're not going to do that. <laughs> so I shouldn't try is what you're saying. I, I think you try. stick to your style. Yeah. Uh, and I think you found it in the first try. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. Man. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> <laughs> well, thank you so much for that critique and that feedback. Thank um, you for participating. Of course. That was so much was fun. fun. So Vienna, we've heard about how you started getting started with art, which was super interesting. But how did it become more of a professional endeavor of yours? Um, so um, I started um, getting requests actually for um, for uh, dog portraits because I was painting uh, at some point. Uh, I was I started painting a lot of uh, really fun animal um, characters and. Um, uh, family and friends would say, oh my God, can you paint my dog? And oh, can you paint my cat? And I thought, well, yeah, sure. I, I'm i doing this for fun. And um, and so I, I can definitely uh, do this uh, for, um, um, you know, a little bit of uh, compensation. And so since then, that was maybe five, six years ago. And I've been, do I've done, um, a sig- I have a significant body of portraits that I've done. Um, of um, house pets and um, also babies and grandparents, uh, you name it. And um, right now, leading up to Christmas this year, I have a lineup of three commissions that are lined up right now. Um, And yeah, so super happy to do those. Um, Yeah, I love, I fall in love with every animal I paint. And I love animals, just generally speaking. <laughs> so that's super interesting that people actually request for their pets to be painted. Like, I'm not surprised at all. But what do you think it is about people's relationships with their pets that they want to get them painted? Oh, our relationship is, you know, so if I can sort of talk about myself and how my son is 21 now. And I just got a puppy last year. And this puppy has become a replacement for my child as a baby. <laughs> and so you uh, you really have this caring instinct that um, that is, is born when you have a pet. And I think in in Canada, it's it's a really great place for pets because we love them, we spoil them, we take them to salons, we take them to swimming lessons. I mean, it's like you know the the, the list goes on of how well we we treat and love our pets. And so to order a a, a, po- a painting of your dog and just to you know immortalize them and have this wonderful keepsake forever and yeah a lot of people really um, um, appreciate that well I bet you have but how often do you paint your own pet oh my god all the time he's always on some uh, he's always either on a he's my muse he's like every pet I've had has been a muse of mine (laughs) (laughs) And do you have any specific, okay, this is like on the practical side. If somebody's trying to paint their pet, yeah, 
like their dog or something. Their dog, yeah. yeah. Like, do you have any piece of like information that you like to like just pass Advice down to them? Or pro tips or something. Definitely. Um, so whether um, in the whether the dog is running or sitting or lying down, it's always nice to have a little bit of a contrast in terms of the lighting or sunlight falling on the dog's uh, one side versus the other one being in shade, that always creates a very interesting painting. Mm. But it's not necessary. So do, do you recommend, you know, having a, a, a camera and, and snapping a picture when, you know, the light is right or something yeah. and referring to that? Yeah, or? yeah, yeah. Uh. Definitely nowadays with the uh, smartphones, we can do that at any time. So, uh, yeah, the best paintings are from photographs taken where the light is, there's some contrast. But again, with my style, because I, I inject so much color into the painting, so even a black dog will have color uh, in him. Because black isn't just black. There are tones of blue. There's like in your hair... I see reflections of beige and grays and there's some blues in there, you know, like... You have gray hair is what she's saying. <laughs> no, it's just reflecting from the no, walls. No, it does Yeah. <laughs> My kids would tell me if I did. <laughs> That's really cool. So I bet it changes your perspective too, eh? Like the way that you see things. Like, because yes. I don't... Like, I look at Tina and her hair is black, right? That's what I see. But no. as an artist, you no, see completely different. No, I see different. different. Yeah, I see totally different. I see light being reflected in your hair. So if I painted you, you have darker hair than hers. Um, and you've really? got yeah, and you've got some. Um, I would also put put some. Uh, the, this light is a warm light, so I see like I would put like a very soft orange in your hair, let's say, and um, maybe some blues on the side. Yeah. You, I definitely go through my days look, seeing color, um, greater range of color in things than I think the average person just because of what I'm used to. Yeah, well, you become more perceptive to you these things. You become more perceptive to these things, exactly. Yeah. Yeah. Tanya, do you think as a musician... I was going to ask you the same uh, question. Well, you go first since I asked. Um, yeah, I, I think so. I think I'm aware of like, the sounds around me or the rhythm a lot of times of the rhythm and then especially like with my kids and stuff we'll just be like doing a normal thing and then we'll start like making a song or a jingle or like kind of making doing whatever like making up a song with just our voices and yeah I'm very in tune with rhythm what about you well I'm not a, as much of a drummer as you are so maybe not as much rhythm but I think definitely I think the way it expresses itself being a musician is just really like everything you do, like there's music involved. And for me, I think it comes in the same way of just singing whatever tune is in my head or like coming up with a new tune. Or if I think of a melody that like really stands out to me, like, oh, I need to record this, I need to record this. And I tape it like right away because it's always like in the background somehow. Um, cool. Cool. And now in your next step of your professional career, you are teaching a class in Stevenson, which is really yeah, awesome. Passing Yay. on your, your knowledge and your skills. Yay. Yeah, I am so excited about this. Um, like, I, my life has just taken on a whole new color thinking about the class. Um, it will be um, 
hosted by Phoenix Art at their studio. It starts in February, so we're going to do three sessions uh, of one month. Um, uh, okay, so uh, over three months, we will do um, four weekly classes, um, each month focusing on a different movement of um, art. So, um, for example, in February, the focus will be on um, getting inspiration from impressionistic um, uh, artworks, which is sort of the way I paint. Is is I, I would call it impressionistic. Um, and so, yeah, the class will be on Saturday mornings at 9 a.m. and it starts on February the third. It will be an acrylics class, and it's open to everyone, all levels of. Um, of art experience um, and um, um, the focus again is just to have fun and play with the paint uh, we're not going to be um, trying to make things look like something else unless you want to um, of course you you come in there and you undertake the painting journey and experience you want and I'll be there to guide you very patiently um, and um, there's absolutely no judgment in what you produce as long as my goal is to to help you find some peace and joy in this class wow. yeah that sounds great um does the participant have to bring anything any supplies or anything yeah there's a supply list on the phoenix art workshop website um, so if you go to the uh, phoenixartworkshop.com um, website and you look up the um, classes uh, section, um, you will find my, um, my class um, advertised there. Okay, so the information's up online already for people to access. Not as of today, but okay. it will be, I believe, later this week. Perfect. So yeah. by the time you're listening to this, you can go check yes. it out. Yeah. Well, thank you so much, Vienna. So far for this interview, it's been really fun having you. Oh, thank you, guys. I really, um, I was nervous at the beginning, but I had a really wonderful, just a relaxing, fun time with you. We're super happy to hear oh. that. <laughs> <laughs> and for the people listening, I'm sure when they see the stuff that we did and the stuff that you do, they're going to be super eager to check out more of your stuff. So why don't you let us know where we can find it? Oh, absolutely. So if you have Instagram, you can go on Vienna Paints. Um, my website is also viennapaints.com um, and my email address is viennapaints at gmail.com. Uh, just a note, Vienna is spelled with one N, so V-I-E-N-A. Perfect, that's good information. <laughs> and if people want portraits for Christmas, they should do it before the uh, 15th. December 15th, yes. Yeah. Yeah. Mm -hmm. Or, but there's also Valentine's Day too. <laughs> so if you, you know, fall in love during the holidays, you never know. Yeah, you can you can order a portrait to get done too. Do you do couples portraits as Absolutely, well, right? Absolutely, yeah. I I was funny you mentioned that because I had a guy order a picture of a goat saying, "Will you marry me?" And he bought that. I painted that, and he she the goat was holding like a flower in his mouth. And yeah, the title of the piece was "Will You Marry Me," and he gave it to his um, to his girlfriend in a proposal. Wow! Oh. 
<laughs> so the goat, the picture was of a goat. Yes. And it said, yeah. will you marry me? Of a really fun looking goat, like really colorful. <sighs> and it was, he was like, his favorite animal was a goat. Wow. And was it her favorite animal? <laughs> <laughs> well, <laughs> maybe the goat is like supposed to be like him. Because well, he's yeah, so yeah, like, he's he asking, embodies like he's the, asking, he's the goat. Right. He's asking, the goat is asking, will you marry me? Maybe there's a conditional meaning that we can <laughs> Yeah, I'm sure there's a story <laughs> to that. So, do you know she said yes? I don't know. I have no idea. Yeah. Oh, that's a good question. You need, okay. yeah. Well, if it worked out, you got to put that as a testimonial <laughs> on your website. Then. Yeah, of course. People know that if they use your you make services, the magic yeah, happen. That's right. they can get yeah. married. Yeah. <laughs> wow. Okay, guys, answer the question. Do you think she said yes? <laughs> Well, I think that's it. I think that's it. Yeah. yeah, it was so fun. Well, once again, Vienna, thank you so much for this interview. It was lovely to have you here. Okay. Thanks again, guys. And um, I encourage you, uh, my uh, new Picasso, to explore <laughs> some more portrait work. <laughs> yeah, I think I will. <laughs> if I ever make yeah, it it's, big. It's the beginning. It's just the beginning of the journey for you. Amen. <laughs> <laughs> Thank you to everyone who listened till the end of this episode. Yeah, it was so much fun. And Vienna just puts out such a wonderful vibe. For anyone who's interested in learning from her in 2024, you can just go to Phoenix Art Shop and, and sign up for her class. I, I think it's going to be a lot of fun. Check it out. I mean, we had a lot of fun doing the blind drawings. So honestly, what did you think of that exercise? <laughs> I was very stressed. <laughs> and I think, honestly, doing it, I was very concerned, but afterwards she made me feel like a potential future Picasso. So yeah, she she has a great way of encouraging mm -hmm. learners, right? Um, I was actually pleasantly surprised by the the result of my <laughs> drawing. Um, and if if anyone wants to go check out our masterpieces, yeah. you can head to at Steveston People. On, on Instagram. Instagram. Yeah, I, I know it sounded like a lot of fun, and it was a lot of fun, but you didn't get to see what we actually did, so... Yeah, and videos, too. Exactly. Of our, of our stress while we were doing that. Um, and if you want to check out articles, uh, blogs, and listen to more episodes of the Steveston People podcast, you can head to stevestonpeople.com. Yeah, check it out. There's a lot of great stuff over there, and that's everything for today. We'll see you guys next time. Bye.